0: Hello and welcome to this week's Market Pulse. I'm Matt Ford, CEO and co-founder of Sidekick and this is your 5 minute update on key market news and events with takeaways and insights from the Sidekick investment team. This week we've got three quite varied stories. Lies, damn lies and statistics, and we're certainly not talking Mark Twain, shots fired in the battle for a Bitcoin ETF, and China dusts off its solar panel playbook. So onto our first story this week, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Government statisticians often revise GDP growth rates retrospectively, and late last week we saw just such a revision from the ONS, the Office of National Statistics. It's not often we see a revision quite like this though. The sheer magnitude of the revision caught many economists by surprise. Thanks to more detailed survey data, the ONS revised up UK GDP growth for 2021 and As a result, the UK economy is almost 2% bigger than previously thought. This is great news, of course, and it completely changes the narrative for the post-pandemic UK recovery. The main narrative around UK economic growth over the last few years has so far been that the UK has been an outlier in the G7, and not in a good way. As little as a few weeks ago, economists still believed that the UK economy was smaller than it was pre-pandemic. But according to the revised data, the UK economy actually surpassed its pre-COVID peak in late 2021, more than a year and a half ago, and has powered on since then. In fact, the UK post-COVID recovery was as strong as that of France and even better than Germany's. Only the US and Canada did better. So what does this mean for us here in the UK? Some might think this is all rear-view mirror stuff and not that important, but we think it's very important. First, it completely invalidates the overly pessimistic narrative that the UK economy was performing much worse than its peers post-COVID. The pessimists were proved wrong. The UK is no longer the sick man of Europe, as it's often been referred to. And the more upbeat narrative around the UK economic recovery could impact voter decision-making in the future. But there's wider implications as well. It means the UK debt-to-GDP ratio is somewhat better than previous estimates, and this could help to improve investor sentiment regarding UK assets. And lastly, it probably means the UK has a lot less catching up to do than previously thought, but conversely this could actually mean that growth going forward could be somewhat lower than previously expected. The title for this section, Lies, Damn Lies and Statistics, is a phrase that was popularised by Mark Twain. It describes the pervasive power of statistics and how it's often used to construct compelling narratives. While we're firm believers in an evidence-based investment approach, we think this is a reminder that all statistics, and especially outliers, should be regarded with a healthy dose of suspicion. On to our second story this week. Shots fired in the battle for a Bitcoin ETF. Companies have been trying to launch a Bitcoin spot ETF in the US for years, but so far more than 30 applications have been denied by the SEC. This status quo could change though over the coming months after a landmark court ruling against the SEC. Asset management firm Grayscale has applied to the SEC to convert its popular Grayscale Bitcoin trust into an ETF, but the application was denied. Grayscale already holds more than $16 billion in Bitcoin, and they believe that a spot ETF could unlock billions of dollars in additional investment, mainly from institutional investors. Grayscale's not the only company, though, trying to launch a spot ETF. The world's biggest asset manager, BlackRock, is also trying to get in on the action. But despite BlackRock's size and reputation, the SEC still said no. They've made it clear that they believe the unregulated nature of the crypto space increases the potential for fraud and market manipulation. They also expressed concerns that Bitcoin's volatility might be too high for ordinary investors. After the SEC rejection, though, Grayscale decided to sue, and last week a US court found in favour of Grayscale. The judge said that a spot Bitcoin ETF is similar to other products already approved, and the SEC rationale for rejecting the application seems capricious. While the court didn't order the SEC to approve the application, they did order the SEC to review the application again. So, what does this mean for investors in the UK? Just because the SEC might soon approve a Grayscale or BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF in the US, doesn't mean it'll automatically be available to UK-based investors. But it does probably mean that it might become available at some point in the future. BlackRock has many ETFs available in the UK, and if a Bitcoin ETF proves very popular in the US, we see no reason why they won't offer a similar product in the UK. So on to our final story this week. China dusts off its trusty solar panel playbook. China has a tried-and-tested strategy to capture a large share of the market in fast-growing global industries. They dominated the solar panel industry through a combination of generous government subsidies and high-end manufacturing. Today, China's share in the manufacturing of solar panels exceeds 80%, more than double China's share of global demand. In the past, solar panel manufacturers in other companies have complained that they can't compete with Chinese players that have access to government subsidies. But the fact remains that China has been instrumental in bringing down the cost of solar panels. This sharp reduction in cost has most likely led to an acceleration of the clean energy transition. Now, China's doing it again, but this time with batteries for electric cars. One of the main reasons electric cars are often more expensive than traditional counterparts is the high cost of electric vehicle batteries. As an example, the battery on a Tesla Model Y costs around $10,000, almost a quarter of the total car price. We can see some evidence that China is following its solar panel playbook. China's building battery plants far beyond what's needed to supply domestic demand. Current Chinese production of EV batteries is double what they need domestically this year, and based on current plans, production will be up to four times more than domestic demand by 2027. Some market participants are worried that, like with solar panels, China will dump excess production in international markets at prices other manufacturers just can't match. This is clearly a risk, and it could make life very difficult for battery manufacturers outside of China. It also risks a repeat of the boom and bust cycle like we've seen in the Chinese solar panel and real estate markets. It's difficult to tell who the winners and losers might be in the race to supply the world's auto manufacturers with cheap EV batteries, but we think it's important to keep an eye on the bigger picture here. The quicker we can reduce the cost of EV batteries, the quicker we can transition to a cleaner and more sustainable future. So that was it for this week's Market Pulse. As always, we hope you really enjoyed the updates, And if you want to hear more from the Sidekick team as we build out the product, you can sign up to the waitlist at SidekickMoney.com, where you can download the app directly from either the App Store or the Google Play Store. We hope to see you next week, but before we go, we've got some important notices. It's important to note that the contents of this market pulse is based on current information, which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Sidekick's view only, and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. Sidekick is not yet regulated, but has applied to the FCA for authorization to operate. Prior to Sidekick becoming fully authorized, none of the information provided is intended as an inducement or an invitation to apply for any Sidekick product or service. And please remember, investing should be viewed as long-term. When we launch, your capital will be at risk, and the value of your investments can go up and down, so you may get back less than you put in.